If you are listening to this podcast and you haven't had the chance to watch The Mind Polluters yet, we want to let you know that you can watch it online exclusively at themindpolluters.com. The Mind Polluters exposes the graphic sex education, social emotional learning programs, and the roots of all this corruption in our public school systems, all the way back to Alfred Kinsey and his perverse experimentation on children, and how it was legitimized through publications and eventually codified into law around the world. Have you found yourself wondering where all these pornographic library books came from? Have you wondered where in the world all of this started? Well, The Mind Polluters answers all those questions and more. Watch The Mind Polluters today at themindpolluters.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber, a behind-the-scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, where we ask tough questions, encourage and inspire grassroots involvement, and pursue truth above all else. I'm Amber Archer, and joining me is my husband, author, director, speaker, Mark Archer. This town needs an enema. If you find this podcast helpful, be sure to subscribe and share this show to help us reach more people. You can learn more about us and the movies we're making by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. And with that, you should have warned me that you were going to use that one. Can you name the movie? Um, Name the movie and the actor for extra I can, credit today, I can my babe. see the guy's face. <laughs> Because it's one of those movies that you probably shouldn't watch. No, it wasn't that bad. Oh, I'm thinking of that one. Okay, hold on. Let me let me give you a, I'll give you a hint here. Hold okay. On. I get, uh, no, because I was thinking of Major Pain. No. But. <laughs> no, hold on. Okay. Okay. Here's here here's the same actor in a in a different movie, different scene. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Oh, forget it. I have no idea. Was that Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson. Okay. Okay. So you got the, you got Jack Nicholson right. I have no idea what the movie is. Batman. Oh my god. Was Michael no. Keaton? No, no. I would not have gotten that. <laughs> I'm more Christian Bale Batman. Well, so am I. I mean, I like but... that one more. I, I forget. I, I honestly, I don't remember that. We'll have to go back and watch it now. I know yeah, we have it <laughs> with Vicky Vale. Yes. And. Uh... Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I see I remember watching the that Batman. I don't it wasn't the the to me it was the original Batman. Right, but there was one before that. But I, there was I dun, think dun, dun, at dun. least one. Well, there was the whole series, right? The uh-huh. original Batman series. Before that it was a comic book. Mm-hmm. But I I'm pretty sure there was at least one Batman movie before that. I'll have to go back and look. But But we love movies. But I saw that I saw Batman with Jack Nicholson and Michael Keaton in the theater when it first came out <gasps> opening weekend. You know, and what's fascinating <laughs> is somehow it's cool <clears throat> to go see a movie again. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Do you remember? So I don't know. OK, so I don't I don't know how many people how many of our listeners are in Fort Wayne, mm-hmm. Indiana, where we are, but there used to be, we used to have a, a twoplex over by the mall called Holiday One and Two. Okay. Okay. I don't remember. And these theaters were built in the late 50s, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Holiday One. So I, I know all this history, just FYI, because I, I worked for a movie <laughs> theater for a couple of years. Yeah. I was an assistant manager. Say it so. ain't so. So I have I know all kinds of intimate <laughs> details about all these theaters because I've been in them. 
Holiday One sat just over a thousand people. Mm -hmm. And it was, that's where I I saw Return of the Jedi there. Uh And that's where I saw Batman when it opened. Opening (laughs) weekend, my buddy and I went. And it was packed. Yeah. You don't, you haven't seen a movie until you've been in with a, a thousand other with a people, thousand people <laughs> watching Batman. <Yeah. laughs> so which, which leads us into like the, the first thing that we're going to talk about. Um, I was excited for sound of freedom and j- just uh, Todd Starnes had an article out sound of freedom. Wow's at box office, despite media criticism to cross $100 million. Yeah. <laughs> and I just love that? it when, when, when we like movies and mm-hmm. we especially see the tide turning to allowing conservative films because we've seen many films Mm -hmm. get shut down. Oh yeah. uh, Who are trying to do a theatrical run. Well, and we talked to, I don't know if we talked about all of the shenanigans that have been going on with the screenings of sound of freedom, where they're turning off the air conditioning. And we talked about ours where we got sent to the wrong theater. Yeah. The subtitles were on the whole time. I I think they're supposed to be on. I don't know. It's really annoying. Okay. But yeah, absolutely. So what, what are we so talking anyway, so, about? So it says Sound of Freedom, the film based on a true story of Tim Ballard. And if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's totally worth it. Uh, anyway, based on the true story of Tim Ballard's undercover ge- government agent work combating child sex trafficking, continued to soar at the box office over the weekend. Angel Studios is projecting the film will cross 100 million this week in sales after the movie moved up in the box office ranking in its second weekend in theaters. An unusual thing for a film and a sign strong of grassroots support. And I can tell you the grassroots are alive and well. Oh, yeah. Because that is exactly how the mind polluters ended up in 145 countries and... If you haven't been following and haven't heard us say this before, it was amazing what the grassroots were able to accomplish this year in legislative session. When we started the Mind Polluters, where it talks about obscenity in the schools and the legal loophole that there is, there were 43 states that had the obscenity exemptions. After the 2023 legislative session and people using the Mind Polluters to educate communities all across the nation, there are 38 states now that have the obscenity exemption. So you know that people are working on it. I don't like you because you're dangerous. <laughs> well, you, you just pay for a dysphoria to come out. It's fun. You're everyone's problem. That's right. I'm going to get t-shirts made with that. Speaking of movies, I know yeah. we didn't talk about talking about this, but Nefarious. Oh my goodness. So, so this is this movie was out a little while ago, but we finally got around Steve to Dace. watching. Yeah, Steve Dace, based on his book, A Nefarious Plot. Mm-hmm. Thoughts, comments, questions, wow. concerns. Wow, it's an incredibly well done film. Yeah. Um, if you don't, if you don't understand the spiritual battle that's taking place mm-hmm. and just the dark cloud that looms over the world, uh, this this is certainly an eye opener. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really. I I I I won't I can't say. I know that it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. If if you um, scare easily or are fearful of things this is certainly not one that you want to watch but Mm -hmm. if you maybe not good for young children because it's pretty intense it is pretty intense but uh but you know uh yeah it's it'll give you nightmares because it's because it's all true yeah Uh, so when i say that i'm not saying it's based on a true story i don't know what it's based on if anything but i can tell you 
that over the past couple of years studying the occult, Satan worship, demons, all this stuff as we everything that we that we uh, study for doing these films progressively leads you more and more into that it's tied to the occult. Yeah. And when we say occult, we're talking about Satan worship. Right. And before you dismiss it, um, I can tell you absolutely this is very real. It's a spiritual war. This yes. is the spiritual battle that we're all facing. Yeah. And some of us know it and some of us don't. Yeah. You're you're either you're either awake to the war that's happening all around you that's been it's been happening for since the beginning of time, but it is what you are seeing now manifesting mm-hmm. before your very eyes every day. This insanity is because the gloves are off mm-hmm. and well, Satan what, is moving. What was that? Was it a book? It was <clears throat> the book of the uh, former Satanist. And he said, there's two, there's two types of people who know exactly what's going on in the world. Yeah. So th- there's a, um, yeah, the, there, there is a memoir that was written. Um, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into it in detail right now because it's very graphic, but a, a, a man who was a, before he died mm-hmm. and he was very high up in the satanic temple and which as a side note, a lot of the, I find this very interesting. Speaking of useful idiots, I find it very interesting that the, uh, a lot of the people who are flocking to the satanic temple supposedly don't even believe in Satan. Right. <laughs> right. That's, that's the new right. thing. And if you ask them, Oh no, it's just, you know, we believe in reason, thought and freedom of choice, blah, blah, blah. So this very, it's Satan and his very clever way of masquerading what Deception. it really is. Lies. I can tell you that the people who run the satanic temple very much believe mm-hmm. in Satan. And so the people that you see that are, that seem to have this unlimited power, unchecked, wicked power in the world. The reason for that is because they have, they literally have sold their soul to Satan Mm. and they absolutely engage in ritualistic sacrifices. Uh, Yes. They, they sacrifice children. They sacrifice adults. Um, and we won't go too far into that, but yeah, the, so this, this man who was high up, um, and he went by the name Freighter 616. That's all I know about him. Um, and he wrote his memoir detailing his whole life and how he got involved with the satanic occult and all of the financial, you know, all of the, all of the wealth that he acquired because he sold his soul to Satan. Um, very perverse, the, the life that this man lived, but of course he was, he was, uh, uh, living in the lap of luxury because Satan is the prince of this world. Mm -hmm. And he said, it actually wasn't him who said it. It was, um, well, maybe he did say it, but, but where I heard it was Jay Dyer who fills in for Alex Jones sometimes. Yeah. Jay Dyer was, was the one who was doing a segment and talking about this memoir And he said that there are two groups of people in the world who really understand what's happening right now, the Christians and the Satanists. Mm -hmm. 
That's the, that's it. Everyone else is confused. Everyone else is living in oblivion thinking that it has to do with, uh, the environment or, you know, what we need is, you know, better prescription drugs or, you know, we just need to make peace, you know, make love, not war. I mean, all, all, all of these people in the mushy middle that, that refuse to acknowledge the existence of wickedness, they're just fools. They don't understand really what's happening. Ephesians 6.12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Mm-hmm. And I think, and what's so fascinating is um, you'll, you'll see people, um, especially, if, I saw this a lot on the Moms for Liberty mm-hmm. thread when they had their conference um, over in... I think it was in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Thank you. Uh, It was. And people were saying, who's the enemy? Who are you going against? Nobody can ever tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all like what? Well, this is, listen, if you're going to, and this is so important, I think for the, for we as Christians is the church. You have to, you have to name your enemy. Why does it feel like we're losing all the time? Because we refuse to acknowledge who Mm. we're at war against. Yeah. Satan has been at war against Christ and the church and the nation of Israel since the beginning of recorded time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if if we don't acknowledge it, then that's why we keep getting our butts handed to us, yeah. right? So there's a, um, war, there's a war on truth, a war on reality. Yeah. And are, were you getting ready to go on to the next thing? Because I wanted to, can I just take one little bunny trail? Sure, sure. Bunny trail time. Bunny trail time for <laughs> those of you who were listening a few weeks ago and we were talking about... Uh, 13 levels in a building for Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) let me just. So if you weren't, if you didn't hear an episode a couple, a couple back, we were doing a Friday the 13th episode because we got married on a Friday the 13th. Didn't Mm -hmm. see anything. Didn't bother us. Like, whatever. But we had, we were talking about it. And Mark had mentioned that some of the buildings that he's been in, Mm -hmm. they don't actually have a 13th floor. Right. And we were talking about sort of where some people think that it originated from for Friday the 13th being, um, you know, a kind of bad day. Right. (laughs) Cursed day. Cursed day. So we'll leave a link to that. You can go back and listen to it if you want. But we did take a field trip downtown. We, We were downtown doing some location scouting. And what did we find? We still had time on our meter. And what did we find? We didn't find any buildings that didn't have a 13th floor. (laughs) Right. So all of them that we went. (laughs) I still maintain my claim. Because I know that I have been in in hotels, especially. Okay. Yeah. That go from 12 to 14. I believe you, honey. uh, Someone out there, (laughs) send us an email. Click on the mailbox. Click on the mailbox. <laughs> What's the email address? It's link in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. Send an email and and back me up here. Because <laughs> I know I'm not crazy. All right. Moving on to the next one. Uh, so speaking of unchecked wit- wickedness. Um, yeah. So from InfoWars, uh, the Biden administration uh has issued a statement outlining its opposition to a provision within the latest military spending bill that would require promotions within the military to be based only on merit. Let just let that let that sink in. We don't like military promotions based on merit. Rather, they want them compl- on completely unrelated aspects, such as 
gender and race. Wow. The statement from the Office of Management and Budget reads, the administration strongly opposes the House's sweeping attempts, and lists all the sections, to eliminate the department's long-standing DEIA efforts, diversity, equity, inclusion, I don't know what the A is. Affirmation. Affirmation, probably. (laughs) And related initiatives to promote a cohesive and inclusive force. When you think of someone to defend against. Let's say protect you. uh, To protect you. That's your job. Do you want someone. Capable. Who's actually (laughs) there on merit because they're capable. Right. (laughs) Or someone who's there because. They they, look pretty. They fly the right flag. (laughs) Um, As articulated in the 2022 NDS, National Defense Spending, I think. One of the department's top priorities is building a resilient joint force and defense enterprise, it adds, by which it means filling the military with LGBTQ plus people like Admiral Rachel Levine. Rachel Levine. Hey, where, where's the button for, from home? Oh, hold on, hold on. He doesn't retard it. That'll that do. Uh, oh, the doomed button? Yes. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. Uh, we are doomed. There we go. Run away! <laughs> Run for my life! Go get yourself a gun because apparently our our gay military isn't going to do anything about it. I will say they don't even like guns, right? Uh, I will say, uh, Representative Jim Banks, who is our yes congressman in Indiana, in Indiana, uh, is behind the push to eliminate the DEI madness from the military. Noting that he also added a provision to defund the Navy's drag queen program. Good. Can and you even Jim, believe? Can you even believe that there is a drag queen oh, program? It's we are battling <sighs> wickedness, and and America is the last stronghold uh, of liberty. So and I so thank you, uh, Congressman Jim Banks. Yes, he's, thank he's you. now running for a Senate seat uh, in twenty twenty four. So. Um, I have one more here before we get to what we were actually going to talk about. Mm -hmm. So, and you had posted this a week or so ago. Mm -hmm. U.S. Department of Education rolling out deceitful plan to shut down removal of obscene books from schools. So, of course, there's always, again, we're at war and you either acknowledge it or you bury your head in the sand. This is, you know, we're in a counter assault and it's it's just back and forth. So we've made progress by getting uh, legislation well, passed yeah, legislation. in various states to get these books removed. And now here comes the feds. Um, federal bureaucrats claim they must protect LGBTQI plus students. Um, the high level LGBT activists in the Biden administration have defi- devised a deceitful scheme to shut down citizen efforts to remove pornographic or obscene books in the public schools. Of course, we know that they're full of homosexual and transgender themes. Uh, they're now monitoring challenges across the country for, quote, discriminatory actions. Right. It's going to continue to be lawfare. There, it, it, it's it's a battle in the courts nonstop. Yes. And you're dealing with. An opponent that's lawless. Well, and you have to remember, too, because they haven't been able to get Title IX legally mm-hmm. um, 
updated to fit their standards. They're right. just coming out with all of these supposed rules. Yeah. And people have no idea that it's not actually law. It's not. It's not what it means. So when they talk about discriminatory, mm-hmm. um, sorry, that's that. It's not discrimination. Right. So this is the interesting part of this. Um, the Office of Civil Rights, the Department of Education Office of Civil Rights, is now monitoring. Okay, book challenges for discriminatory actions in the name of anti-discrimination. They have begun to threaten school districts with legal action and loss of federal funds. Of course, and and again, they have no legal precedent to do this. They 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 it's illegal what they're doing. They don't care. They do it anyway. Um here's the problem with their plan. There is no federal law banning discrimination based on sexual orientation, gender identity, transgender identity, queer identity, blah blah blah. So there's no solid basis for this. Recall that the Democrats were never able to pass their Federal Equality Act. And I think we talked about this briefly right mm-hmm. after right after um, uh, Biden took over the White House. Yeah. Um, the Equality Act, which would have protected sexual orientation, gender identity, and LGBTQ identities from discrimination. They're trying to amend the Civil Rights Act mm-hmm. is what they're trying to do. Um, so illegitimate decrees via executive order, bureaucratic memos and agency regulations are used to stand in for law under the Democrat regime. Um, yeah, so they're trying to change the civil rights act of 1964, which includes title six regarding federal funding and title reading the Roman numerals five, six, seven, (laughs) title seven regarding employment and title nine, which we talk about a lot regarding sex discrimination because that's where education. The, that's kind of where the loophole is. Right. That's that's what they're targeting and trying to amend. Right. Um, and then so this is from I'll put this article out. It's from Mass Resistance, um, and they go through the history of all of these court battles. But mm-hmm. it's interesting because um, the bureaucratic state has really taking been taking quite a beating in the courts. Mm-hmm. It started with um, a case uh, out of the Supreme Court last year and I, I don't remember the exact title, but it was it was somebody v the EPA <laughs> right and it was it was a I, I believe it was a couple out in I want to say in Idaho or, or Colorado or something. And they they took on the federal government because the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, and all of their wacko goons. I found it. You found it. What is it? I found it. Okay. So it's Supreme Court restricts the EPA's authority to mandate carbon emission reduction. This was uh, June 30th, 2022. The U.S. Supreme Court on Thursday dealt a major blow to the uh, EPA, Environmental Mm -hmm. Protection Agency's power to regulate carbon emissions that cause climate change. The decision by the conservative court majority set the stage for further limitations on the regulatory power of other agencies as well. By a vote of six to three, the court said that any time an agency does something big and new, in this case addressing climate change, the regulation is presumptively invalid unless unless Congress has specifically authorized regulated in this sphere. 
Um, this one. That's, that's, that's the, I had my cases confused because there's another one that involved the EPA and a, and a couple that, that they were telling them that they couldn't, they, they were, that they couldn't build on their own land because of environmental consideration. It was really. Oh, I'm sure I could. Well, well this yeah. was from the NPR. So let me go look, find another resource. <laughs> well, anyway, so there was that. And then, um, if you've been following the battles in the courts with the ATF, Completely unconstitutional agency, by the way, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, which part of shall not be infringed, do we not understand? Mm -hmm. um, so we're talking about um, specifically the one, the, the two big issues that the ATF has just gotten completely bashed on by the courts the frames and lower receivers. I know we're getting off into the weeds here, but if <laughs> but my gun guys will, will understand this. Frames and lower receivers rule where the ATF was was trying to has had this rule saying you can't you can't build your own guns, mm -hmm. and um, there is they again it's the bureaucratic state taking their quote unquote rulemaking authority and enforcing it as law putting people in prison mm -hmm. for this stuff that was just completely struck down. They've been stripped of that. They were also this whole thing with, um, uh, you may have heard about the, uh, the arm brace. Yes. Okay. And long story short, this is something that it, it, it was. If, so if you're buying a rifle and it has a barrel shorter than 16 inches, then it's considered an SBR, short-barreled rifle, and you have to pay an extra tax on it, right? And for, for, over, for stability, right? Well, no, this is this is just if you for if you're buying this rifle, then the ATF has allowed for 20 years this exception. Where if you have a a specific kind of stock oh, yes. on it mm -hmm. called a a, a, a a pistol brace stock, then you can actually buy a short-barreled rifle with this, and it's considered a pistol, mm -hmm. right? And so you don't have to pay the the tax extra tax on it. That's all it's about. But what the ATF did was, they, as soon as Biden and his regime came in, they said. No, now we've changed our minds, and now everybody that owns one of those has to turn it in or pay up and register or destroy it, or we're going to come and put them in and declare them felons. Mm -hmm. 40 million people. <sighs> and the, the deadline came and went, and I, I think only just over 200,000 people actually, actually, quote, registered them. And so the vast majority of Americans – <laughs> told them to go pound sand yeah. and it and it's basically it's been overturned mm -hmm. you know the court's saying you don't have the authority to do this yeah that's a law that needs to be passed by congress right and, and that's what we were in what we're saying and talking about is this is a constant court mm -hmm. and legislative battle i yeah. mean this is this is this is what's happening today yeah, yeah. Uh, but i did find it's sackett uh etux versus the environmental the epa um, the U.S. Supreme Court on Thursday, this is from May 25th, 2023, and this was the case you were talking about with the couple. The U.S. Supreme Court on Thursday put another dent in the regulatory reach of the EPA, embracing a stringent new test for declaring wetlands protected under the landmark federal anti-pollution law in a ruling 
uh, favoring an Idaho couple who challenged the agency. This was a 9-0 decision. Yeah. This was unanimous this is, from this, the Supreme Court. Yeah. So, think, think of the think of the wackos on the left on the Supreme Court and to get a 9-0 is pretty amazing. The 9-0 decision authored by conservative Justice Sam Alito overturned a lower court's ruling against Chantel and Mike Sackett that had upheld the EPA's determination that their property near a lake contained wetland protected by the Clean Water Act of 1972. Mm-hmm. The Sackets have battled with the EPA for years over their plans to build a home on the property. Right. Can you imagine owning property and not being able to build your house? Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so this is a good setup for what we're going to talk about here when we come back from the break, which is communism. Yay! And the communist goals. So okay. we'll be right back. Hey, friends. We love hearing from our listeners who tune into our podcast every week. We're always looking to connect with our community and create content that truly resonates with you. If you have a suggestion or topic you'd like us to cover, you can now write us at fearlessfeatures.org forward slash mailbox. Your support and encouragement mean the world to us, and we couldn't do this without you. Thank you for allowing us to share our passion and knowledge with you. Link to the mailbox is in the show notes. Okay, so we're back here, and I have a special special uh, song to get us ready for what we're going to talk about here. You ready? Uh, am I? Comrade! <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> now we are going to talk about communist goals. Uh-huh. Da? Yeah. Da. We talk communist goals, Americanskis. You don't understand. We have we have plans for you. You Americanskis, dumb capitalist pigs. We will listen to National Anthem of USSR while we read current communist scores. Okay. <laughs> so, we're reading from The Naked Communist. Yes, but I'm going to leave a link to the 45 communist goals that were read into the congressional record in 1963. Mm -hmm. So, okay, let me turn that off. Yeah, 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 it's distracting. It does annoy me. Um, Okay, so let's talk about, first of all, what is communism? All the isms. Communism, socialism, Marxism, statism. Totalitarianism. Totalitarianism. They're all the isms. And the easiest way to remember this is that all of these isms basically point to the same thing. So when you think of communism, socialism, Marxism, statism, totalitarianism, think of total government. Mm -hmm. Total government. So government is in every aspect of your life. Uh, And when we say – so let's give some examples of – in our everyday lives here in America, how total government has become part of our everyday lives. So let's start with one of my favorites that's been on a, a part of our everyday lives over the past few years. How about the medical system? Mm-hmm. Um, you cannot um, – you can you can hardly even go to a doctor, right, without insurance. Mm-hmm. Insurance, but the government has taken care of that for you. 
Right. So insurance is either provided by or completely regulated by the government. Mm -hmm. And what you can and can't do, everything controlled now by the government. We used to have a free market economy. Uh, Not so much anymore. So as an example, so when, remember when the Affordable Care Act was passed? Mm -hmm. So we are self-employed. Which means that we have to pay for our own insurance. And <laughs> when that happened, our insurance skyrocketed, doubled yeah. overnight, mm-hmm. doubled overnight. And we got a nice letter from our insurance carrier saying, um, your policy is going to be, you know, no longer enforced as of this date, but we have a new, better policy for you. <laughs> yeah. We have one with half the coverage at twice the price. But one of the things, of course, that it had in it that was just really made my day as as a man was that it covered uh, abortions, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, uh, all these things that they that the government forced on the industry and said you will provide these, you will. All of these things that had to be covered that, uh, that of course, made no sense or that you cannot opt out of it, right? Total government. How about the social security system? Mm-hmm. Everyone has a social security number. You have to use it everywhere. You can't exist and they're also giving the um, illegal aliens at the front that are crossing the border right. uh, social security numbers. Right, right. So total government. And um, so we're already well along on this. So let's let's. So you're going to be paying this. for all those people too. Right, yeah, we already are. Okay, so current communist goals. So these were read into the uh, congressional record in 1963. All right, so some of them will be more relevant today than others um number one u.s acceptance of coexistence as the only alternative to atomic war would you say we have that now Mm. i mean we grew up in the 80s you know 70s 80s um we used it was known in the cold war it was known as mad mutually assured destruction so this is acceptance of coexistence as the only alternative to atomic war. In other words, we agreed to a permanent standoff. Um, Number two, U.S. willingness to capitulate in preference to engaging in atomic war. In other words, the U.S. should always give give in. Um, Develop the illusion that total disarmament by the United States would be a demonstration of moral strength. Well, you hear this more and more right now and the fact that we have shipped a good portion of our munitions over to ukraine for this pointless war Mm -hmm. uh, this is this what this really is is we are we are being slowly disarmed they're bleeding out our our uh, weapons uh four permit free trade between all nations regardless of communist affiliation and regardless of whether or not items could be used for war this is this is here. I mean, we've we've grown up with this. Mm-hmm. Um, extension of long-term loans to Russia and Soviet satellites that has been going on for decades. Provide American aids to all nations, regardless of communist domination. 
that's been going on for for generations. Um, uh, you know, for so for as again as an example, Ukraine. How many billions of dollars have we sent in aid to Ukraine? No accountability. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter that that the people. Um, I, I was just watching a videos videos this morning of the situation in Ukraine is so dire because they, regardless of how the media has been portraying it, Ukraine is collapsing because they can't they can't withstand Russia. And they're down now to forcing, uh, forcing men, young men, uh, into cons- conscripted service and basically sending them out to be cannon fodder to the front lines. Right, it's like the draft, but they know exactly what they're yeah what they're doing. Yeah, it is the draft. It's mm-hmm. the forced draft, and they're actually kidnapping men off the streets. And these Ukrainians are their un- I don't know if you've seen. You know, they are Nazis. Their uniforms have the 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 Nazi cross on them mm. and the, the SS symbology, all that. I mean, we are sending money to the Nazis. You remember when this all started and Putin was saying he was trying to stop fascism? Yeah. Isn't that interesting how maybe maybe we should have listened to Putin? Um Provide America, okay, grant recognition of Red China, admission of Red China to the UN. That was a, that was done decades ago. Uh, set up East and West Germany as separate states. That was done, uh, of course, when communism fell, uh, they were reunited. Prolonged the conferences to ban atomic tests because the U.S. has agreed to suspend tests as long as negotiations are in progress. That one I can't really speak to. Uh, Let me fast forward here. Number 11, promote the UN as the only hope for mankind. (laughs) And we'll be looking into the UN soon. Mm -hmm. If its charter is rewritten, demand that it be set up as a one world government. Huh, sound familiar? Yes, with its own independent armed forces. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is in process right now. Some communist leaders believe the world can be taken over as easily by the UN as by Moscow. Sometimes these two centers compete with each other as they are now doing in the Congo. Okay. Resist any attempt to outlaw the communist party, do away with all loyalty oaths. 14, continue giving Russia access to the U S patent office. I would say this is now basically shifted to China. Mm. Um, capture one or more, one or both of the political parties in the United States. Hello. <laughs> Democrat Party has been, they have been completely captured by communists. Oh, for sure. Um, use technical decisions of the courts, this is what we are just talking about, to mm-hmm. weaken basic American institutions by claiming their activities violate civil rights. Uh-huh. Title IX. Title IX. Um, remember, this is 1963. Mm-hmm. This is 2023. Okay. Get control of the schools. <laughs> Number 17. That's not even a question. That's not even a questionable. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Hello, CRT. Hello, uh, SEL. Hello, CSE. Uh, The the, uh, alphabet mafia. Yeah. Soften the curriculum. Done decades ago. Get control of teachers associations. Done 
go back and listen to uh, we'll have to put in the show notes the the episode with um diane douglas her interview that we did for the mind polluters and diane douglas was the superintendent of education mm -hmm. for the state of arizona and she was in office when red for ed hit. yes what do you think red for ed is really about it's it's red it's communism and people were so blind and they get so caught up in the emotion of it mm -hmm. and think that it's a good thing without actually looking at the roots and where right. it's stemming from right which is you know as a side note that's where purple for parents mm -hmm. was formed in arizona uh, the original. Right. Because if, for them and the purple, the purple for parents came out of it doesn't matter if you're red or blue. Mm -hmm. So Republican or Democrat, when you blend red and blue together, you get the color purple. Mm -hmm. And so it became purple for parents because now you've set up the system where the teachers, what they were asking for. It was not, it, it's not good for the kids. Right. And red for ed was it's to push all of this indoctrination yeah. on your children it was it was a, a communist revolt mm -hmm. by the by the uh teachers union and uh yeah red china red for ed it's a it's a communist movement and i was shocked when that happened to see how many teachers that we knew hey listen that, that got sucked into that same thing as when the black lives matter thing happened and oh, you saw yeah. everybody change their their profiles on social media with these little black squares oh, yeah. i mean honestly guys yeah it's communism. Yes. Um, okay. 18, gain control of all student newspapers. Um, uh, 19, use student riots to foment public protests against programs or organizations which are under communist attack. Can you say Antifa? Mm -hmm. uh, 20, infiltrate the press. <laughs> That's a no-brainer. Uh, done. 21, gain control of key positions in radio, TV, motion pictures. It's been done for a while. Yeah, 22, continue discrediting American culture by degrading all forms of artistic expression. An American communist cell was told to eliminate all good sculpture from parks and buildings, substituting shapeless, awkward, and meaningless forms. Okay, and we were just at the library, and in our in our library there is an art gallery that you can go through and mm -hmm. look at things. And there um it, it was a it was a new display that was going on and it was pressed art. And I went in there while you guys were mm -hmm. looking for books and there were so many you could literally see and because we've just been studying all of the, all of these things and i was thinking of all of the shapeless meaningless mm. art and wow is there a lot of it oh yeah it's it's well you go to any any art museum our art museum downtown and they've got these shapeless meaningless sculptures yeah, out front <laughs> you remember years ago when the the it was front page news because some drunk driver had run into one of them <laughs> yes. and i just yes. there was a lot of us that were going you can't even tell the what's difference the difference yeah you can't even you know? tell i mean why don't you just send it to recycle because apparently that's when i found out that this the big ugly one down there i think is made of stainless steel I mean, it's very, very expensive. Yeah. You know, and well, I they brought in a whole 
expert team yeah they, to had, repair to, they it. had to fly the the artist back from california to fix it and i thought just throw it away <laughs> <laughs> good grief um 23 control art critics and directors of art museums quote 20. our plan is to promote ugliness repulsive and meaningless art yes huh 24 eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship <laughs> And a violation of free speech and free press. Oh. Hello. On full display right now. Right now, yes. Uh, 25. Break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, and TV. Uh, which goes to what we were just talking about. We have the federal government mm -hmm. now coming after and challenging the parents and the schools who are removing the obscene books mm -hmm. we just talked about this right so it's happening in front of our eyes so if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck <laughs> it's, it's probably a duck probably a duck so if you have a federal government that is that is let's see eliminating all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship a violation of free speech and free press a federal government that is Actively breaking down cultural standards of morality by promoting por pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, radio, TV. How about number 26? A federal government that openly presents homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. Uh-huh. We just saw that at the White House. I mean, yeah. it is everywhere. So just based on those three, <laughs> tell me that we live in a free Democratic Republic. We don't anymore. We have communists in charge of our federal government. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Total government. They, they they are following to the letter. But, you know, what? and what stands in the way? The church. Well, not only the church. What are they, they constantly trying to get rid of? The American Patriot. The Declaration of Independence mm -hmm. and our Constitution. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, 27, infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion, discredit the Bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch. Hello, satanic temple. Mm -hmm. 28, eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in the schools. This was done in what, 60... Three sixty four. Sixty two. Well, let me look. It's right around this time that this was read into the record. Um, on on the ground that it violates the principle of quote separation of church and state. Hey, we're gonna address this in dysphoria. <laughs> yeah. This whole separation of church and state nonsense. Um discredit this is twenty nine, discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate old-fashioned out of step with modern needs the final sorry the final ruling was 1962 okay a hindrance to cooperation between nations on a worldwide basis the they're they're hammering on this so hard right now mm -hmm. the american constitution and the Amer and the american people the the american patriots the largest standing army in the world stands in their way mm -hmm. we've got more guns than the government does um 
30. Discredit the American Founding Fathers. Present them as selfish aristocrats who had no concern for the common man. Critical race theory. Mm -hmm. The 1619 Project. That's exactly what I was going to say. They're all a bunch of... Racist, racist. Wait, 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 no, my favorite white is white supremacist slave slave owners. Yeah, patriarchal. <laughs> what I can't remember all of their terms that yeah, they use. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Again, communism. Uh, belittle all forms of American culture and discourage the teaching of American history, on the ground that it was only a minor part of the big picture. Mm-hmm. Give more emphasis to Russian history since the communists took over. I haven't seen so much of that, but definitely. Remember when uh, Obama came into office and Big Mike, what's her name, Michelle, uh, said, Barack knows we got to rewrite our history. Mm -hmm. And people didn't understand it. People who understood what the communist goals were Mm -hmm. knew what Big Mike was talking about. But uh, 31, belittle all forms of American culture. Oh, I already did that. Uh, 32, support any socialist movement to give centralized control over any part of the culture, education, social agencies, welfare programs, mental health clinics, etc. Again, we talked about this. It's everywhere. Um, well, 33 is fine. Eliminate all laws or procedures which interfere with the operation of the communist apparatus. <laughs> 34, eliminate the House Committee on Un-American Activities. I think that was done a while ago. This one's interesting, 35. <clears throat> Remember, this was this was read into the record in 1963. Number 35, discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI. Mm-hmm. Now, why would they want to do that? Why would they want to do that? Mm-hmm. And isn't it interesting how, who is it now that's calling for the dismantling and defunding of the FBI. It's it's the right because they've because it's so corrupt and it's people on both sides, mostly Republicans, mostly conservatives saying defund them and disband the FBI. They mm-hmm. can't be saved. Yeah. They're completely corrupt. Um, so it plays right into the communist plays, goals. Plays right into it is a communist goal. We'll get you to do it. Yeah. Um, infiltrate and gain control of more unions. Yeah, that was, that's pretty much comes with territory. Well, this the next one's interesting. <laughs> 37. You want to read it? Infiltrate and gain control of big businesses. Hmm. And we see all of that right now with the ESG yes. and CEI. I mean, you wonder why things are going woke and yeah. go broke and they don't care. It's because they've gained control of the big businesses yes. through these um, apparatuses. Mm-hmm. And this is the, the the part that baffles a lot of people because they think, how is it that people who have had such success through capitalism, mm-hmm. capitalistic means, can embrace socialism, communism? I remember uh, one of one of my corporate clients many years ago, and they they got a new CEO. And it was right around the, the 08 election. Mm-hmm. Anyway, everyone in the company was was very, you know, middle of the road or leaning right, very conservative. And then this new CEO came in and it was right around that presidential Era. election. And I remember being told, don't talk about 
you know, uh, presidential politics because he's very, very left leaning. <laughs> and I thought, how, well, can, fun. how can you be this successful as a capitalist and be, you know, a, a Hillary Clinton supporter or mm -hmm. a Barack Obama supporter mm -hmm. in this case? And it's because what I've seen through the through the years is that they it, it's this notion of once they climb the ladder, they want to kick it out from behind them so nobody else can get up. So right. it's free market enterprise for us, communism for you. Right. So that's that's why. And they they get to that point where they get they get their minds corrupted because of all of the wealth. Um, thirty eight. <laughs> Transfer some of the powers of arrest from the police to social agencies. <laughs> it's like yeah, the, uh, you know how they're not sending the cops to go. They're going to um, the public safety right. people who are going to go on the 911 calls. Right. And that's working out really well. Treat all behavioral problems as psychiatric disorders. Huh. With no one but psychiatrists, which no one but psychiatrists can understand or treat. Hmm. So... Where, where do we see this now with our children? Um, overly medicated for things. Uh, I'm not going to say that things like ADHD is not maybe a real thing, but it is definitely over. Um, we're definitely prescribed. over prescribing, right? A lot of kids that are, quote, diagnosed, it's over diagnosed. Oh, yeah. A lot of kids that are diagnosed as ADHD simply need to get their butts outside and exercise, mm -hmm. you know, instead of being allowed to sit inside all day. Instead, no, it's a psychiatric disorder and we medicate them. Mm -hmm. we, we create drug addicts. Mm -hmm. And that, that was goal number 38. Mm -hmm. um, 39. 39. Dominate the psychiatric profession. <laughs> And use mental health laws as a means of gaining coercive control over those who oppose communist goals. Yes. Wow. So this is coming. This is, uh, in fact, um, um, this isn't exactly the same thing, but in Tennessee, and I don't know the state of this legislation, but in Tennessee, they are trying to pass laws with a whole list of prescription medications that if you're on these you can't purchase a gun right because the, these these make you you know not in your right mind <clears throat> i wonder if testosterone is one of those is one of those probably not but uh it's so it's going to be yeah just things like that um, well no that's going it, to it'll be challenged because that's discrimination Right, right. Uh, 40, discredit the family as an institution. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. Well, we've got no-fault divorce already. Yeah, thanks to Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Ronald Reagan started that yeah. in California. Um, uh, we only, we've got four more here. Okay, 41, emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of parents. Uh-huh. How dare you wicked people oh, tell them the word. truth. Attribute it, attribute prejudices, mental blocks, and retarding of children to suppressive influence of parents. This is this is the schools all day. This absolutely. This is the schools. This is our federal government. They have to they have to get rid of the Judeo Christian values mm -hmm. that our country was founded on. 
So discrediting the family as an institution and then getting children to be raised away from the quote unquote negative influences Mm -hmm. of their parents. We're already seeing that Washington just passed a law where they if a child if if you misgender, if your child comes Mm -hmm. and says that they're of the opposite sex and if you as a Christian parent say, no, I'm sorry, you are what you were born. Well, that's now considered child abuse and you can lose custody of your children yep. and they put them in foster care. Yep. That that is happening today. It is already passed mm-hmm. and in law in the state of Washington. Yep. Um 42 create the impression that violence and insurrection are legitimate aspects of the American tradition. Mostly peaceful protests. I was <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind too. Right. Uh-huh. If if it's if you're a leftist, it's mostly peaceful. Uh-huh. While, while they show everything burning and blowing up behind them, right? It's peaceful protest. Uh, Forty three overthrow all colonial governments before native populations are ready for self government. I, I I don't kind of kind of skip over that one. Forty four internationalize the Panama Canal. That's been done. The U.S. built the Panama Canal mm-hmm. and we controlled it and we maintained it and then we gave up control of it. And now it's international. Soon it'll be controlled by China. Um, Repeal the Connolly Reservation so the U.S. cannot prevent the world court from seizing jurisdiction over domestic problems. Give the world court jurisdiction over nations and individuals alike. I don't know about the Connolly Reservation, but I do know that this is trying to be done through the World Health Organization. Doesn't surprise me. The pandemic treaty that Biden, I I don't know if this is actually, that he's actually done this, but again, it's lawless. Treaties have to be ratified by the Senate. And uh, Biden, they're, they're just lawless. So going forward, you know, in in Revelation, the Antichrist is described as the lawless one. Mm-hmm. So when we think of, um, you know, what we are seeing here is more and more lawlessness by those who have authority, you know, power over things. So how do you react as a Christian to a lawless government? The government that says, that demands that you obey the laws, but when they when they don't obey their own laws, but you, but they demand that you obey the law. And if you do even the slightest thing off, they lock you up. So how do we react as Christians? And we, we read something about this in our Bible study. We did, you know, just, just this morning, uh, we were in, uh, first Chronicles. Let me just pull it out here. And I, I was fascinated <laughs> because of, of what it said. I, I, feel like I hadn't read it before, but I know that I have. But <laughs> it happens a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. You read read through a scripture that you've read fifty times and then you see something new. You go, no, it wasn't there for the first time. And I thought, I don't it. I don't remember reading that. Yeah. Because that's how the Holy Spirit teaches you as as you go over and over and over again mm-hmm. and reveals new things. So in First Chronicles twenty one one and it says now Satan stood up against Israel and moved David to number Israel. So David said to Joab and to the leaders of the people, go number Israel. So basically they were taking a census. Mm-hmm. And if 
if you've read your Bible, you know David was a man of God, um, called uh, a man after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw that Satan was the one who kind of moved him into this uh, census mm -hmm. thought, I thought, now how is that? possible how and how is it wrong to take a census right? right right okay so i had a i did some some research and a little bit of background but i did find a good summary on uh answers in genesis which is one of my my favorite sites to go to when i'm looking for <laughs> biblical <laughs> references and right. things so it's contradiction who incited david to count the fighting men of israel and i'm just going to read this uh real briefly through because it gets to the point to where He's over, you know, over the nation of Israel leading and, and where we get to praying for our leaders. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, we are sure that God is not the author of sin and he tempts no man to sin. James 1 13. Mm -hmm. A census in and of itself was not a sin, but Exodus 30, 12 through 16 <laughs> gives very specific requirements on how a census was to be conducted. And this census by David did not follow the God-given instructions. Then we are told in 1 Chronicles 21.1 that Satan provoked David to number Israel. How do we reconcile this? Did God incite David to take a census of Israel or did Satan? And um, so it goes on here. God's anger at Israel's sin, it is not surprising that the anger of the Lord was directed against Israel at this time. There certainly was cause enough for it. They were ungrateful for the blessings of David's government and strangely drawn in to take part in rebellion against David with Absalom first and afterwards with Sheba, the son of Bichri. The armies of Israel and Judah had constant strife between their commanders and Joab proved to be a cold-blooded murderer on several occasions. We have reason to think that their peace from outside enemies and prosperity of the land under David's rule had made them secure and sensual and that God was therefore displeased with him. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to skip ahead. That's interesting. It's secure and sensual. Mm -hmm. Sounds an awful lot like America. Yeah. And I'm going to leave a link to this so you guys can you can read it um, for yourselves. So remember that God brought a famine upon the nation for the sin of Saul's house in 2 Samuel 21.1, which according to Usher and Nolan Jones, had just ended a year earlier. Now, after the census, God levied a three-day pestilence for the sin of David. Perhaps the three-year famine came so that the leader, and this is where it gets interesting, so that the leaders of the people would learn to recognize the the judgment of God to suspect that their sins were the cause and therefore repent and turn to God. This would have a great influence upon national repentance and reformation. This would in turn cause the people to learn to pray for those in authority that God would keep them from sin because the leaders engage in open sin because when the leaders engage in open sin, the whole na nation languishes. Indeed, we are commanded to pray for those in authority in 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 3, as this is pleasing to God. But we see no such repentance from the leaders or the people who engage in open rebellion, seemingly at the slightest provocation. And, and there's more of this, but I'm going to leave it for you guys to read because it's pretty long. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I just found it fascinating uh, just going through scripture and, you know, things <laughs> jump out at you and mm -hmm. <laughs> you go and you kind of look it up and just seeing our nation, our government 
is openly promoting Sin. abominable things in mm-hmm. the eyes of the Lord. Yeah. So I think what, you know, one of the things that we can leave people with um, is their cause to despair. It, listen, it's hard. It's hard to to study this stuff and not feel despair. But, but but if you're a Christian, just remember this world is not our home. Right. We are only passing through. Right. So on the one hand, the Lord told us that these days would come. Mm-hmm. The things would go from bad to worse. That's what we're seeing. So, like you said, this world is not our home, and you know, look up because the day of your redemption is is drawing close. But that's not an excuse to. Uh, to stop working. In fact, we need to work even harder. Uh, we need to assault forward, you know, all the more because uh, because we were commanded to. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why he didn't tell us the day and the hour when he was coming back because we are to be um, continuing to share the gospel. Advance the gospel. Advance right. the kingdom. And so things that that we can do to fight against this, number one, prayer. Uh, number two, defend your family, your family structure, defend your marriage, protect your children from this. If you have children in public schools, get them out. Um, refuse to participate in the lies when you hear them, when you see them. And, um, and then... I think going back to prayer, ask the Lord what he would have you to do Mm -hmm. to be part of this. We did that. We asked the Lord, what can we possibly do about this? Because we saw this years ago and, uh, you know, we turned and left it all behind. Yeah. We, we, we burned the ships (laughs) and, and heard the Lord saying, do what I do, what you do Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we do. All glory to God. Yeah. Blessed so, is the nation whose God is the Lord. Yeah. Um, but to to pray for our leaders, can you imagine the impact that it would have if fake President Joe Biden came out and did a press conference and said, I was wrong about everything I've I and you know, and repented before the Lord on national television. <laughs> It would be a miracle. Right before the CIA assassinated him. It, it's, it would be a miracle. Right. Because he, he as the office holder, has led this nation into so much mm-hmm. despondent sin. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's Openly, yeah. blatantly. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's not too late for him. You know, and that's the thing. That's it's, right. It's as not. long as you as long as you draw breath in this world, it's not too late for you. Right. So if you have not humbled yourself and repented before the Lord and asked for forgiveness, I pray that you do that before it is eternally too late. Mm-hmm. Just ask. Yeah. He'll he's willing to forgive. And in the words of the great philosopher John Rambo, live for nothing or die for something. You're ridiculous. <laughs> well, I think that's all the time we have for today. Hold on, I got to find my music. Okay. Yeah, this, uh... Malfunction. Need input. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening through to the end. Be sure to click that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and share this with your friends and family. Until next time, friends, march on, saints, and be filled with the Spirit. <laughs>